HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. To learn more, visit rt11.com. The pandemic isn't over. Cases are still piling up and precautionary measures are still at a peak. Restrictions remain tight on restaurants in most major cities, New York City included. As of today, we remain with all indoor dining still on pause. But the first seeds of the post-pandemic world are beginning to break ground. Let's say they're the ramps of the entrepreneurial world. It's been exciting to see how some chefs have adapted, sprung out on their own, and used this challenge to turn their dreams into a reality. The sixth season of Opening Soon, we're chatting with entrepreneurial spirits who are making it work in a modified food world and delighting their customers while building something new. Around Thanksgiving time, our Instagram feed started showing images of these orange stained tacos that were laden with melted cheese and braised meat. And several even show the tacos dipped into beef broth or a pizza that has the same birria sandwich between two huge, delicious homemade tortillas. Thanks in part to the Gothamist and Grub Street, but mostly to these epic pics, we found ourselves at Nene's Taqueria, a deli in Bushwick, Brooklyn, eagerly standing in a well-distanced line to get our tacos. Today, we are excited to kick off our season with the chef and owner, Andres. So welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Welcome. No, thank you guys for having me. Um, Awesome. So let's just dive in. Can you tell us about when you... um, First, so first of all, tell us a little bit about your background and when you, you know, first came up with this concept and, and started, decided to go for it. So it's funny because, um, so during the pandemic, I got stuck in Mexico. Uh, I was in Mexico for six months. Mm-hmm. So I was out of New York. Uh, once I came back, uh, there was no jobs. Uh, well, there were jobs and they, they, uh, with, they were paying the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So I took the decision to uh, open my own place, you know. Lucky enough, I had my mother. She invested in me in this small place in Irvine Avenue. I don't know if you guys went to that location. That was the first location we had. We went to the Star Street location. Yeah, the the, the one in Irvine is quite small. It's literally a closet. So we started there. <laughs> yeah. Really. Uh, and, well, I mean, we... Uh, we had a little success, and then we moved to another, the one in Star Street. That was actually my mom's place, and uh, I took it over. 
so how did you find, um, first of all, how did you get, tell us how you got stuck in Mexico. Were you there like visiting family and friends or, you know, and then ended up having to stay or. And tell us a little bit too about what you were doing before. Cause I know you, you yeah. had sort of a different career path, um, before you went to Mexico. Uh, definitely. So, uh, since I graduated high school, I started working at restaurants, uh, first at front of the house. I used to be a, uh, I started as a bus boy, uh, runner, server, and I, working in, working around chefs, you know, I fell in love with the kitchen. So I took, I like, I went to culinary school. I went to culinary school. I went to Institute of Culinary Education, uh, in around 2016, graduated in my internship at Jan George. They offered me a, a job there. That was one of my goals to work at at a three-star Michelin restaurant. At that time, it was three-star Michelin restaurants. Mm -hmm. So I was very proud of myself during that time. Uh, I was working there for over three years. And on February um, 2020, I decided to quit my job. And I told myself, you know what? I need something new. And I left to Mexico City uh, to stash at different restaurants. Mm -hmm. But as you all may know, you know, due to the pandemic, everything got shut down. So I stayed there. I went to my hometown, the small ranch, and I was there for six months with my grandmother. And is that where you sort of fell in love with Furia? Uh, honestly, well, you, you, I, you don't see a lot of birria in my hometown. That's something from the north, from Jalisco. Uh, I did birria because, you know, it was trending, you know. But yeah, uh, you, you usually don't see that much in, in my hometown, which is a small a state called Puebla. Awesome. I mean, that's, it's, it's all sounds a little bit, like, I'm sure it was horrible and, and scary going through this, being like, oh my God, I'm stuck and I can't get back to my home in New York. But I think in some ways it sounds like it was a little bit serendipitous. So then you come back to New York and how did you find the plate, the original space on, on Irving Avenue? Tell us a little bit about like that process. And this is like the fall, is this, we're in the fall of 2020 now, right? Yes. Okay. The, uh, so I came back uh, September, late, late September, and and I actually came motivated. I said like, wow, I think I, I want to open like a taco spot, you know? And lucky enough, I live around the corner of the first location. And that uh, the guy knew uh, my mother's boyfriend. And he said, hey, I'm selling this space. It's, and, and well, I told my mom if she can invest in me. And she said, she didn't think twice. She said, okay, she said, I'll help you out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's the main reason. Uh, she's like, she believed in me and she still does. So Aww. shout out to my mom, you know. Can you tell us a little bit about, about what the investment looked like for the quote unquote closet uh, that you had there? So... Uh, like exact amount or like, were you, so you, you took over the entire space. You, you didn't partner with somebody that was running the front of the deli. No, no. It's uh, like I said, it's really small. I mean, if you right. ever get the chance to look at it, it's small. And, uh, so, uh, before it was not even deli. it was a repairing phone shop. Okay. So I had to remodel it. They were asking around 5,000 for that small pace. Wow. Please. Yeah. And it took me another five thousand, so in in total it was like ten thousand. So it was quite cheap. I mean, 
That's amazing. This yeah. open a restaurant for 10 grand in New York City yeah. is impressive. Uh, so I, I think I was lucky enough, you know, and blessed too, because like you said, it was quite cheap. Yeah. And so you were working it, I assume, mostly on your own or was mom helping out? I know mom has her own. Does she still have her own taco shop? She, she, she still does. She still does. I had my sister helping me out. Uh, it's a family thing, to be we're honest. We're a family business, right. too. <laughs> like, we're a family How business, too, so we feel, <laughs> we feel your pains and your wins. We get it. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the build-out. So basically, you did you build out the 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 repair shop and make it like a, a restaurant? How was that process? Or, you know, was it? Yeah, so honestly, it was it was it was hard for me because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, it was my I, I didn't have no experience opening a restaurant, so everything was new for me from uh, license to permits. It was difficult. I thought it was gonna be easy, but it's not. <laughs> it was not. Uh, so I had to remodel the whole kitchen. You know, there was no kitchen, there was no water, no gas, nothing. It was a, it was a challenge. You could say so. But you did it nonetheless in two months during a pandemic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done. Bravo. What is it like? A, was it an electric kitchen? Yeah, it was an electric kitchen. Okay. Yeah, it was easier for me. It was an electric kitchen. I was just, everything was electrical. I was running with just uh, a flat top, a small fryer, and a small uh, low boy. And that was about it. <laughs> and those are the things that you, you picked up part of your five grand investment? Yes. Wow. And then, so so word caught on. Obviously, there were a couple of big articles that came out in November that probably pushed some people your way. Aside from the fact that your food is amazing and you probably have great people, you know, locally following you anyway. Um, how how when did you move to Star Street, which is the one I went to, which was not a closet. Um, it's it's a pretty big spot and certainly some room to grow there, right? Yeah, so uh, my mo- my mother saw me struggling there because of storage-wise, you know. That was the main reason, storage-wise. Right. And another reason I moved because it was, uh, like I said, everything was electrical, and I had, like, power issues. Every- like, the power used to go down constantly. So she saw me, uh, uh, like, having problems, and she told me, hey, you can move over there if you like. <laughs> It'll be easier for you. Right. Well, she's been a big help. Did you take your so did you take the equipment that you had already invested and purchased for the original location and and move it over? Was there additional like build out or anything that you had to do once you moved to Star Street? No. Uh everything was built over there. Everything was uh, already set up for me. There was a small kitchen. And what about so how how did you like start marketing and promoting everything? Like how did you get the word out early on and you know what what was like your first moment of like, okay, this is successful and it's working and I need to move to a place that's more operational. Well, it all started with social media. I mean, mm-hmm. social media helps you a lot. I mean, uh, I started with Instagram. Then uh, Chris from Grub Street came by. He helped me out with an, an awesome article about the taqueria and people started hearing about the tacos and Gothamist came by as well, you know. So that was a big help. And uh, I mean, I was getting a lot of clients come by. I mean, and this, a lot of people were were waiting outside in the urban location during like cold weathers. So I took that as a notice. Like you, I think you got to move to a bigger place and, you know. So when did, when did you actually move to Star Street? Uh, it was uh, the first week of December. I don't know exact date. 
it's all a blur. It sounds like, I mean, like that, that's what happens with business, right? You're like, I'm just too busy running that I don't even know what day it is anymore. Um, what, what does your like post pandemic plan look like? What do you envision? You know, do you, is this, is this what you envision for, you know, the concept? Is there, is there a grander plan? Tell us, tell us what you're thinking about next. Oh, Oh, well, my main plan right now is to survive, you know, <laughs> it's to survive the pandemic. You know, a lot of businesses are going uh, bankrupt. I mean, they're going, they're closing down, you know, I have friends, families that have closed restaurants, you know, because of pandemic. So right now I'm just trying to like, survive, you know, make, work, make the restaurant work, you know, the taqueria work. Uh, but I mean, who knows, probably open an, another taco shop, but it's, Probably in the future. Right now, like I said, I'm trying to put uh, all my focus on this one. What are some of the biggest challenges, Andres, to, to what you're doing at the moment? I mean, like I said, I'm new to this. Everything's new to me. So every single day, you know, I'm learning something new, you know. There's something, like, something always is happening at the deli store, like a fridge is not working properly and you got to call someone to come in and fix it you know small details like those you know is it is has your mom i assume your mom is you know having run a similar style business for a little while has been a bit of a help with the permitting and licensing and some of that stuff yeah she's the one with the vices and she knows more she has more experience she's been running her business for like over 15 years now oh wow is there anything else that you felt like in your previous training that helped you prepare for for this, or you know, are you or do you feel like you're just like learning as you go? Well, my time in restaurants did help as well. I mean, but like you said, so I I think every day I'm I'm learning something new. Yeah, I think we all are, especially during this this moment, um, <laughs> for sure. Do you think you know? Ha- has there been anything that's been like? made easier by the pandemic is it are people like more do you feel like people are more willing to try something different or like this takeout style is you know first and like foremost on people's minds anything that's you know come about because of it oh well i think it's it was easier for me because uh my concept it was oh it's i mean a taco shop is always uh, something you want to eat there something quick or to take home you know it was never a restaurant so I think for me, it was easier, you know, uh, like you order tacos and you could eat them outside or, you know, I was not affected by the pandemic as much as other restaurants, you could say, because it's a deli. It's considered a deli. Does a deli do the same type of permitting as a restaurant? Is there something different there? No, it's it's different. It's way different. I mean, as a deli, uh, as a restaurant, you need more uh, uh, permits and all that. Uh, deli, it's it's not as much. You don't have as much uh, permits. Yeah. Interesting. For when you started at the original location, was that permitting process different than your current location? Oh, yes, because, uh, I mean, I, it was, I built this one from the ground. Everything was, I mean, I, I had to do everything from the, uh, the start. And, and the one in Star Street, uh, everything was set up for me, like I said already. Mm-hmm. Is there, do you, do you get, like, health grades and stuff in the deli or no? No, I mean, you do help, you do get health uh, inspectors come in, but uh, not grades. Yeah. You you won't never see a deli with a, a grade. Very interesting. On their window. Right. Yeah. 
And do you have gas at the deli? Yeah, we do have gas. Are you electric still? So well, your gas and you're vented. Yeah. The same and, rules apply to venting? Yeah. Same rules. Okay. Same rules. Interesting. I feel like the deli is like a loophole to get a, a restaurant <laughs> open in New York. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but you know, it's, 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 it's easier opening a deli than a restaurant. So when you moved over, it was just like next day you were there, like ready to go. Yes. Literally. Literally. Everything was ready to go. Cool. Literally next day. Are you allowed to have seats, Andres, if when, if and when the time comes as a deli? Uh, yes, but it, it has to be like uh, a certain amount of seats. I mean, once you have, I think once you pass uh, a certain amount of tables, then they'll question you, hey, this is not a deli no more. This is more of a restaurant. So it's everything has a limit. Got it. Right. So interesting. Interesting. I love it. I mean, honestly, it's like, it's, you know, sometimes the regulation, some of the regulations in New York are like anti-business. I mean, you know, I know some of it is, I think, for safety, but otherwise it's like, if you're trying to get a concept off the ground in the middle of a pandemic to be to pay, like to pay the bills, it's, you know, sometimes it, all the red tape makes it really difficult. Um, so it's really nice to know that there are other ways to do it. Well, it's funny too, because it's like, I feel like, lots of restaurants, restaurants that, you know, were, you know, normal dining establishments six, 10 months ago, however long it's been now, I don't even know. Um, 11 have turned months. Into 11 months are now <laughs> like setting up markets and like other things that are essentially delis. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to mention that like uh, something that will not <laughs> go down during the pandemics will be uh, delis because they're considered essential, you know? Ah, so you don't have the same close down uh, threat as a as a restaurant because you're a deli. Yes, exactly. Oh my goodness, you're you're onto something big here, Andres. I think you're onto something. Really big. <laughs> I learned that from my mother. <laughs> there you go. Mom is the MVP. I love. Yes, that. honestly, yes. Amazing. This episode is brought to you by Route Eleven Potato Chips. From the moment Route 11 dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate, an incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Root 11 potato chips believe comfort food can be just that. Know where your food comes from. To learn more, visit rt11.com. Tell us a little bit about, um, I know you said you've got friends and family. Is that who's working for you or have you hired um, anybody that wasn't friends and family? And, and how is it keeping keeping people in the deli, working, you know, dealing with, you know, precautions and people getting sick and um, paying people enough to, to make it through this time? Uh, so for now, I'm I'm working with only family because uh, they were already there in the store. So I just came in and took over. So they're helping me out. I have a couple of friends that lost their jobs at restaurants that are helping me out too. So I feel proud of myself too, you know, providing for someone else. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Of course. Yeah. You should. How is the family taking it having someone 
someone new in, in the group telling them what to do and how to make how to make food? Uh, uh, it's it's been fun. It's been difficult. You know, it has an up and it has its up ups and downs, but uh, they could they they will teach you a lot. You know, of course, and they'll tell you what's wrong and right. You know, as a family member. Your sister doesn't. What? So you said your sister works for you as well. Uh, certain days. No, she's a, a nurse, so she loves the kitchen. So she comes in and helps me out. Like especially she she makes the tortillas for me and me. Amazing. How many tortillas do you go through a day? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Wow. That's a good question. Probably three hundred. Probably more. Oh, it's a lot. And your sister makes them all. Yeah, she's she's and she works as a nurse. She's like a literal. Hero. Yeah, she's crushing it. Yeah, definitely, she's also an MVP. Do you retail them as well? No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't because I do go through a lot. So it's like it's a lot of labor. Do you need them? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you have prep space in the deli? How does that work? Uh, so yes, there's a stove. It's a small uh prep station. And so you're making everything there. Yes, I mean it's uh, it doesn't take uh it's a taco stand so you don't you don't need a lot. And it looked to me like you may have, may be doing like some some renovation stuff as well. Are you? Oh yeah. Is there anything else going on there? Yeah, I told my mom if I'm moving in, I'm gonna change a little. I'm gonna change things up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she yeah she agreed and yeah, uh, I just put a new counter. I'm changing things up. You know, I have to take out the the logo. It's that I put my new logo on like a, a sign outside. Right. And so you're building, are you, and you're open every day, right? Yeah, we're open every day. And so you're built, when do you, when do you have time to like build the store? Well, for it's, it's a, it's patient. It's a matter of patience. You know, I, I'm taking it easy, you know, <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're taking it easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sooner or later. Yeah, definitely. I want things to be ready by summer. You know, I feel like, uh, Everything's going to be back to normal in summer, hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You guys will probably crush it because you're right on the park there, too. Um, Jen, should we do some lightning round stuff? Yeah, let's definitely let's do a little lightning round. So these are meant to be sort of like first thing that comes to your quick, quick one or two word responses. First thing that comes top of mind. Um, OK, so this, this should be an easy one. How many how much birria do you go through in a week? Ooh. How many pounds? Pounds Ooh. in a week? <laughs> do you know? Uh. 200 probably probably more <laughs> i yes. love it does your does your uh beef purveyor love you now oh he does he does <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so okay i don't want to get anybody in trouble but who makes a better taco you or mom uh mom, <laughs> mom. smart son smart son i think we talked about this but um has who's helped mentor you either in your previous life or through this process uh, my family, honestly, that my family, uh, mom, sister, my dad, you know, they believe in me and, you know, shout outs to them. Yeah. They're the ones always had my back. Okay. Andre, favorite thing to cook that is not birria. Birria. <laughs> I'm a big pasta fan. Pasta? Yeah. Pasta, pasta. Yeah. Pasta. What kind of pasta? Uh, lasagna. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, spaghetti, all those type of rigatoni. Big fan. Anything from Jean George that you brought into your cooking at at uh, Nene's? Uh, not really. <laughs> 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 well, we did. We did had a, a, a chicken 
uh, uh, chicken crusted with Parmesan cheese, which was like a, one of those, their signature dishes. But I never thought about it. And now that I see my burritos crusted with uh, cheese, like, oh. But yeah, not really. No, no. <laughs> Sometimes it sneaks in unsuspectingly and you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> What's your best piece of advice for prospective business owners who are looking to think outside the box during this time? Uh, well, to believe in themselves. I was told by a lot of people, you're crazy. You're, I mean, we're in the pandemic. Uh, why are you opening this daily restaurant? And I, I went for it. You know, you just go for it. Don't listen to no one. Believe in your dreams and don't stop. You know? Yeah. Did like your concept instantly catch on or did you did you have like some, some lag time before you really started seeing consistent customers come through the doors? I mean, it took me a while. I mean, it took me a while. I mean... First of all, uh, it was a small place, you know, hiding uh, with no s sign that said we sell tacos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it took me a, a time. It took me a while. But I knew I believed in myself. I knew it was going to be a hit, you know, because uh, right now you do see a lot of video tacos, a lot of video trucks. But at that moment, I thought, wow, you don't see a lot of video tacos around Bushwick. Mm -mm. So I believed in myself and I, I went for it, you know. What was like the tipping point moment for for you in this business when you're like, okay, this is gonna this is gonna work? Uh, when uh when people were waiting outside, <laughs> I saw a lot of people in the small uh in the first location. I saw a lot of people waiting outside, like literally thirty minutes, forty five minutes for some tacos. Like, wow, this might work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what was that feeling? What did you feel like? Uh, I was like, fuck yeah. A proud moment, believe it or not. You know? Of course, it's a huge moment. Yeah, it's a huge moment. Yeah, when you're like, I got to really fucking Shit, I got to hurry right up. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my flat top was not big enough. I was in the weeds constantly. <laughs> yeah. Constantly in the weeds. Now you got a bigger flat top. Yeah. And all is right in the world. Sort of. Al, you want to last one? Uh, last question is your best business resource aside from, well, I guess you could use mom for this too, but, uh, was there like a book, a website podcast that sort of, uh, help you get through, you know, the differences between a restaurant and a deli or, or whatever it was to, to sort of get your business up and going, you know, the idea of starting it for 10 grand, I can't believe somebody didn't tell you you're crazy. Don't do that. <laughs> How could you do that? I think it's. I think it's amazing that you did, and I, I can't wait to listen to other or tell other people the same. Yeah. But what, what would be your best business resource when you were getting started? Well, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I, I like I will say once again, my mother. Um, I, yeah. I don't know someone. Yeah, she was. She's she's been guiding me. I mean, she's been the backbone of this business. Honestly. Does mom have a phone number that we can put out for all uh, young aspiring cooks to call? Oh, she does, but I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's joking. Well, well, We're not gonna... Don't get mom's number out. <laughs> she could have a future in restaurant consulting. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's been through a lot in her own business, so she's she she knows the deal. She's she's been she had restaurants shut down. You know, she's been in court. You know, she's she's been through it all when it comes to restaurants. So she knows. Did you work with her for her at any point? I I grew up around uh, in her business. You know. I, you did? Yeah, I started as a dishwasher, delivery boy. Yeah. Right. So. 
did that prepare you? Do you feel like growing up and in and around the business prepared you for, you know, taking the leap yourself? Or well, yeah, I mean, still I, been like eye opening. I did fall in love with the restaurant industry. Definitely. That, yeah. I mean, that was uh, growing, growing like in restaurants, helped me fall in love with restaurants and keep working there, you know. Awesome. Because um, our show is called Opening Soon, we like to try to shout out new places that are maybe opening or reopening um, from the pandemic. So anybody specific come to mind or anybody you want to shout out, friends or colleagues? Some, any place or? Yeah, any place. Oh, ooh, there's so many. No, I don't even know. I've been, I've been, I've been so busy that I haven't had the chance to like dine in or dine out. I mean, we can't dine in no more, but yeah. uh, wow. Restaurants. Uh, well, I have my my best friend. That's uh, he he has he opened his own place. He's a he went to culinary school with me. His name is uh, Juan. So he opened a place called Travesias. It's like this Spanish fusion restaurant. So we like it's just he's a, he's very talented. You know, he was to be honest, he was a better student than I was. So. <laughs> <laughs> and where is it? It's in the Bronx. It's 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 called Travesias. Awesome. Super talented chef, you know. Opening during this time is yeah. no easy feat, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Cool, Al. You want to wrap us up? Sure. Um, so, just one quick note that we this entire season is is we're hoping to find and, and talk with um, people like Andres here and you know hear their you know very inspiring you know stories of hustle and entrepreneurship. So, if there is anybody else out there that's listening that has a similar story of themselves or of a friend um, and they might want to share, then shoot us a DM at we are opening soon on uh, Instagram and let us know. We'd love to, to try and include your story. Uh, Andres, thank you again very much for chatting with us and, and telling us about your business. It's the food is amazing. Um, and we look forward to eating more of it and seeing how you grow through this pandemic. And then afterwards, um, We'll put up uh, a wrap-up of our conversation today on the website, tilletnyc.com. We'll also send one to your inbox if you're on our list. So if you're not, it's time to get on the list. Um, Andre, tell everybody how they find you. I know that you are like primarily through Instagram, right? Uh, yes. So we have this, uh, our deli page is uh, Nana's Deli Taqueria. Uh, yeah, you can find us there. And uh we're always we're glad to have you in our deli too. You know, it's uh, it's located at 14 Star Street in Bushwick. So please come by, guys. 14 Star Street, 14 Star Street in Brooklyn. Instagram is n e n e s taqueria. That deli. Um, yeah. Deli taqueria. Deli taqueria. Okay, cool. Um, and they can do you do delivery as well. Are you doing delivery yourself, or are you doing it through one of the platforms? Uh, I, I don't want to use platforms. You know. <laughs> So yeah, we're. Oh, I hear you. They take a big cut. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're doing. We we have our own uh, guy doing uh, deliveries. Cool. We got. We've got a, a couple of minutes, and you, you. I think you're starting to hear a little bit more of this. Tell us how that's going so far. Uh, having your own delivery person. Well, it's been working out. I mean, it's definitely been working out. Uh, and you don't have these all. Uh, you don't have a lot of platforms. So, you know, taking a big budget from you. So. And I, it's a like, huge difference. And I'm like, I like to help other people out, you know, provide, you know, like our delivery guy, you know, he probably needs more help, you know, 
uh, how can I put this? Uh, there's a lot there's of one more job that you've created. Yeah. No. Uh, there's a lot of well, uh, illegal people out there. You know that needs help. You know. Sure. I mean, that's the real crime in this pandemic is there's a lot of undocumented exactly. workers who have supported Undoc- our food system that, that are they're not getting um, benefits right now. Yeah, no. That are not getting benefits. Ex- yeah, def- that's yeah, that's 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 where I'm going. You know, there's a lot of undocumented people and that need support. You know, they can't get uh, unfortunately, they can't get any benefits from the government. So I, I want to help them out, you know. Cool. Is there a phone number on the thing? Where, how do people get delivery? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, let me give you the phone number. Uh, Please. You guys ready? Go ahead. Yeah, shout it out. So the phone number will be 347-413-6684. All right, you heard it, folks. Get your tacos in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, that's it for our show today. You can follow us on Instagram at We Are Opening Soon and at Till at NYC. Um, and we look forward to hearing more stories like this uh, this season. Thanks, Andre. No, thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thank you so much. Opening soon is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. And connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You could also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.